This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We're joined now by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Locke and Fora. He is the host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle with Brian Baldinger and Carl Dukes covering the entirety of the National Football League, JLC. The big news of the afternoon, Lamar Jackson in his series of tweets uh, reveals that he has requested a yeah. trade from the Ravens as of March the 2nd. Uh, what's the latest you've been hearing on this situation, my friend? Yeah, I mean, obviously this has been festering for a while. And Lamar Jackson uh, and the Ravens have, have – there's been a schism there that goes back years, and they've never been able to really close the gap. And after kind of taking a beating uh, publicly last week with some very uh, surprising or certainly um, avoidable unforced errors by Lamar Jackson in terms of things he released on social media and how you know he kind of um, let some things get away from him. And this whole Ken Francis thing, which is just yeah. <laughs> mind-boggling. Uh, he returned serve today, and he did it right as John Harbaugh was about to meet the media at the owners' meetings in Arizona. And he did it in a very forthright um, and straightforward manner, which is to say, I love Baltimore, but I got to go. This is over. I don't want to play here. Um, my future is elsewhere. And in doing so, I, I think he accomplished a couple of goals. One – um, he, he laid rest to the, the ridiculous problem that the Ravens have been peddling. And, and I understand why they're doing it, but it doesn't make it any less ridiculous. That it was nothing to see here. Don't trust your lion eyes. <laughs> Don't trust your lion ears. Just believe what we say. Um, as the whole world saw this thing falling apart, they're trying to tell you he wants to be here 200%. We want him 200%. They've tried to build up this facade that this was salvageable and that they had some leverage here. Well, that came crumbling even further down today. And for all those spineless, feckless owners who would pretend that Lamar Jackson is not really available, who would pretend that somehow their team building um, would be further bolstered by trying to find cheap, possibly unqualified labor in the draft rather than go get this established commodity, you know, those who were laying in wake, those who were quasi-colluding or outright colluding, now that it's clear that this isn't just about – the Ravens matching an offer sheet. It's about Lamar Jackson wanting out. It, it, it provides far less cover to those who would hide in the shadows and pretend nothing to see here. It forces people to ask them, um, double back with critical questions. And now, you know, some teams, the Patriots and the Colts in particular, um, are conceding a little more ground publicly than they were before. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll talk to Lamar, much less sign Lamar. But to be clear, the idea that this is just doing the Ravens' work for them and they'll just clearly match any offer sheet, that's not where their relationship is. And as I told you weeks ago, Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson is far more, far, far more inclined to take less money from some billionaire he's never played a down for than he is to take anything that the billionaire he's played every down for to this point has ever offered. 
Like this ain't a team friendly deal. Yeah. It's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a it's a more wiggle room, um, more more give and take, more creativity to do a deal with somebody else than it is to play another down for the Ravens. Jason, you, you've done a great job laying this all out for us. And where I'm at with the situation is I'm kind of getting frustrated because nationally it seems like all the discussion and narrative is about Lamar Jackson not having an agent. Not oh, about sure. the fact it's that the Ravens and lazy. Not, yeah. not, not the fact that the Ravens fumbled this deal about two seasons ago when Josh Allen got paid in the summer of twenty twenty one. Lamar Jackson's deal should have immediately followed. No, and the Ravens were in the thirty three to thirty five range. Lamar got his forty three. I'm sorry, uh, prior to uh, Josh Allen getting his 43, and the Ravens never got anywhere close to that terrain, and things have, have gradually festered from there. And it was at this exact time a year ago that, you know, Steve Bishotti, who, who hadn't talked publicly at all since Lamar Jackson had been drafted, chose four reporters who he was comfortable with and started rambling about, I don't think Lamar really even wants my money because somewhere down deep inside him, he knows he hasn't won enough for me yet, and he doesn't even want me to. Like, just, just this bizarre psychoanalysis, um, mm. just pablum, uh, you know, which belied the fact that he didn't he, – he, he wouldn't give him Josh Allen money before Josh Allen was Josh Allen. So there's a lot of revisionist history that's going on. There, there's, there's been just uh, – a lot of games the Ravens have played through the media um, where they pretend they're completely above board, but yet all these numbers that tend to trickle out, it's not coming from Lamar. Um, you know, the ESPN report two years ago, well, they want to pay him, but he, they can't get him to sit still and talk contract. Like, all this ridiculous ridiculous stuff that's been peddled out there. Um, Lamar was watching, and Lamar was listening, and Lamar was taking notes and taking names. And I don't know if this is going to work out swimmingly for him, I don't think anybody can predict the future. This is an unprecedented situation. The league, any league, I don't think, has seen anything quite like this before. But he did what he had to do today, which was to say, this isn't just about me getting what I want from the Ravens. This is about me getting out from under the Ravens' thumb. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we only got a few more minutes left with the JLC. Are you willing to double down on, on the statement you made a few months ago that you believe Lamar has played his final down with yeah. the Baltimore Ravens? I mean, look, could they look money talks? So could they put lipstick on a pig? And if they're sitting here on July 18th and these owners have sat on their hands and they have colluded and they've let this go by, and he clearly doesn't want to do a long-term deal with the Ravens, and that deadline is July the 17th, and sometime between July 18th. And the start of training camp, could Steve Bashadi go down to Lamar's house and, you know, actually this team exhibit some bedside manner and say, look, we know that this probably isn't a long-term fit, but we need a quarterback right now. Nobody needs one more than us, and you're the only established one in town. We'll take you from 32 to 45, which is the tag you should have been on anyway. And we'll add incentives that could get you to 50 if you get us back to the playoffs and win a playoff game. We'll put in tiers of that. You know, and then we'll go out there and you'll decide you will show up for camp because we need you in camp. 
and, and we're going to bend over this way for you, and we'll reassess this next year. But in the short term, you sitting out eight or ten games isn't going to help you. You coming in week one not knowing our playbook isn't going to help anybody. So we're convenient bedfellows for another year. I mean, this thing has been so crazy that I'm not going to rule that out. But I, I think it's always pointed to Lamar Jackson not being in Baltimore for long. And I think it's most likely he's gone completely, yes. Real quick, I'll let you go on this, JLC. Of the teams that make sense as far as acquiring Lamar Jackson, from Baltimore's standpoint, we know there's going to be big-time draft capital involved. Is it going to be as simple as who has the highest first-round pick? Because I look at a team that no one's really talking about in the Houston Texans that has a litany yeah. of cap space and they can offer the Baltimore Ravens that number two overall pick. Where do you end up? Where do you think he ends up? Um, I think they feel like they're probably a few years away, and now Lamar's a little closer to 30, and he's been beat up. They paid, you know, Deshaun Watson $12 million a few years ago not to play football. I, I mean, that's been a long-term tank job, and they're in position to get one of the top two quarterbacks. So I think it would make sense. I don't think it'll happen. I think the Colts at four is an obvious spot. And maybe they get him for less than two ones because this yeah. thing is so broken that they just tell the Ravens, hey, we're going to put something together you can't match or you won't want to match. You know, so why don't we go off the grid and you take our four and we get Lamar and we give you something else if we go to the playoffs with him in year one and we call it a day because that might be able to be the best they can do. There's also teams that could come at him after the draft, and that could really be yeah. a problem for the Ravens because now you're not getting a pick until 2024 and 2025, um, in which case it might be better off for you just to tank, take that deal, and try to get you know Caleb Williams or one of the big three quarterbacks a year from now. Um, but this is all very weird territory and terrain for any team that has a 26-year-old former MVP quarterback on the roster who only made $33 million his first five years. It's, it's crazy. Jason, I want to peek ahead a little bit more. This will be mm-hmm. the last one, man. The, the fact that Lamar, we, we all thought he was asking for the Deshaun Watson 250. When Burrow and Herbert go to the table this summer, they're definitely going to be asking north of 225 guaranteed, right? So then what happens? Absolutely. Whether it's fully guaranteed or not, they're, they're, this, this idea that the, that the owners will, will hold serve, there, there's also a lot of powerful agents who make their money and make their reputation off of precedent and setting precedent. And the idea that David Mulletta is the only person who's been able to get those kind of guarantees um, on a, you know, covering all five years of a contract, uh, somebody else is going to do what they have to do to withhold services or, or you know, play, play rough or whatever – to, to get one other owner to do it. And once one owner does it, one other owner does it, the levy will absolutely um, break. And I don't think there's any going back. So, you know, h- how that stare-down ends, when that stare-down ends, um, I don't know. But between Burrow, Herbert, and Lamar Jackson a year ago at the owners' meetings, I was writing columns saying, I guarantee you at least one of those three doesn't play out a second long-term contract with the team he's already on. And Lamar Jackson already seems to be well down that path. All right, Jason, I appreciate you giving us some time, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Have a great night. Thank you. That is Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfor. Make sure you follow the Inside the Huddle podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Always good catching up with JLC.